0: Just a warning, what you're about to see is a bit graphic. (laughs) <laughs>
1: fly your side chat here oh, it is still monday february 6th 2023 <laughs> i had literally just hit stop and a half a second later we are recording the second episode here
0: Ooh, man i was I, i'm telling you man i was literally uh, when that close out happen i was getting ready to be like i'm gonna go take a piss real quick and i just hear ah! <laughs> do you want to go take a piss real quick i'll pause this and we'll pick back up no you know what i think it's going to add to add to whatever i got uh got to go on in, in some of these questions
1: so <clears throat> since this is part two of the recording um we killed about 53 minutes you know a full hour on the first part and we still did not get to any questions yet And we got some questions here, and that's going to take probably close to an hour by itself. (laughs) So I figured we may as well just get a whole second. And I'm sure the people that hate Flyerside Chat are going to be thrilled that there are two Flyerside Chats this week. So fuck them. Warms my soul. So let's get into some questions. (laughs) Let's do it. Um, This person says, do you think Tom Brady is actually retired?
0: um so i originally said no um i still think that like i still think there's like a very real possibility that tua experiences some continued concussion stuff uh in miami and i mean that's that's so hard i mean three concussions in in a three brutal
1: concussions three
0: yeah three bad concussions um you know and less than a calendar year it was insane you know so you really have to worry just about the human being you know uh, not even just you know or beyond just the player so it would not shock me if you know maybe he's not there signed anywhere in, in training camp or anything like that um but if there's something going on with Tua you know and they want to try to win with those weapons on the offensive side. I I think they give him a call and I think he I think he answers the call. So um I still think at some point he's gonna be in Miami. Um but we'll
1: see. No, he's this generation's Brett Favre. Come back nineteen sure. times.
0: Yeah. Why not?
1: Uh, this person says, if you played for the Flyers and you were going to get traded on deadline day and you have a five-team no-trade list, which teams would you not want to play for? That's
0: a good question. Um, well, Pittsburgh, for one, um, I, I really would not enjoy that experience. Um, Edmonton, um, I just feel like they'll never get it right. Um. Hmm. Either Florida team. I, I wouldn't. If I'm a hockey player, I don't want to be in Florida. So what's that four? That's four teams so far. Uh, and the Kings. I. I, I would never want to be. Man, can we make it six? Because I don't want to go to Vegas either. <laughs> Sure. Like I don't want to. I don't want to be where there just aren't real fans. Like, so, I, would yeah, pick, I don't know those teams. Uh, I can't tell.
1: Islanders, because fuck the Islanders. Sure. Uh, Minnesota, Winnipeg. Why would you not want to go to Minnesota? Because it's in fucking Minnesota. They're the Wild. Who fucking cares. Mm-hmm. Don't don't the fucking who the more irrelevant team in the league. Yeah. Winnipeg because it's goddamn middle of nowhere. Edmonton and I Vancouver, like I think, would be my. my... Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I. Uh, like I said, it's Pittsburgh's atop that for sure. But those next four teams are closer than not. It's a good question, though.
1: Uh this person says, What piece of sports memorabilia would you personally like to own?
0: Um
1: I would love Robert Esh's pads. Those goddamn black and orange X pads oh that'd be so fucking cool. I almost bought Rob uh Zepp's pads a few years ago. Um for you know reasons. Um sure. Sam Rand's first NHL gold jersey. I don't own that one, and it annoys the shit out of me that I don't own it, the reverse retro. Um, and I'm not sure who does. Uh, I don't know. Well, see, so many of those reverse retros are like pre-ordered long before you know that game ever took place. Um, so I don't know if it's public or if he owns it. Um, gotcha. it, it may be... Because I know... Uh, I have his NHL debut jersey, I have his last home jersey, and I have his second-to-last away jersey, which would be... His last game he played was an away game, so the NHL has only been wearing two sets of jerseys since the pandemic, where they used to wear three, but they did have a third set of away jerseys that year, so I guess it would have been last year, (coughs) and they were only worn for the last two away games, and then they were given to the players then, Um, so... I don't own that jersey. He owns his last uh, NHL jersey. But the, the gold jersey, I'm not sure. Um, because it was a special thing like that, they may have let him keep it. I would actually need to look that up. It would probably be in the migrate population report for to, to figure it out whether it's out in the public somewhere or not. But if you are listening to the show and own that jersey, I will pay you handsomely for it. Um so let me know. <laughs> um
0: I would probably go with just uh just a basketball signed by Kobe Bryant. Um you know i uh i don't know, i i just had this conversation with another buddy I'm not a big um like i won't I won't go anywhere for an autograph uh or or anything like that like i i just i love being able to have stories with certain athletes or certain certain people um but one thing you know one thing i w- i would definitely like is uh is a Kobe autograph basketball
1: I'm not sure you can pick one up for a couple tens of thousands of dollars these days. Now, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what else. I <laughs> currently have so many jerseys and I've owned so many more. Um, sure. You know, they're they're not many. Like I would love a Peter Forsberg gamer uh, things like that, you know, some of the the harder ones from that era of my childhood players, but um like I have three Robert Ash game worn jerseys right now. and I got a whole bunch of Sam Moran stuff. Um, I have been moving into the baseball jersey yeah, a little more. I upped to my Phillies collection. It's not just all Spencer Howard stuff anymore. Um, <laughs> I bought a... Mickey Moniacs. Yeah, Mickey Moniacs uh, MLB debut jersey. I have that one. Uh, I bought an Aaron Nola gamer. I bought a Zach Wheeler gamer. I bought a Alec Bohm gamer. And I have a JT Real Muto issued jersey. Um, so okay. I've been stepping up my Phillies collection over the last little while here. Um, well, there you go. Yeah, so... It's a it's a it's a new new field that I have not, you know, completely drained like I have any child jerseys. <laughs> um, so it's new and exciting. So that's kind of been my uh, thing lately. But yeah, so just, just Robert Esh's pads and uh, Samarin's gold jersey would be the two pieces of memorabilia. Probably above all else. Um, This person says, is the NFL rigged?
0: That's uh, so funny. this thing comes out like every couple of years, yeah. the whole uh the whole scripted NFL stuff. Um, no, that's completely absurd um, i what I will say, and what I also believe across all sports, is that the league and the owners um, everyone knows what what clubs are the most marketable, what players are the most marketable. Um, and there will be things that are kind of pushed that way in effort to maximize those two things. Um, you know, so you kind of take a look at like the, the, uh, the Pujols signing in, uh, in Anaheim, right. Um, and next thing you know, there, there's four or five other major pieces that are going there too, that who knows if they'd be going to that club, if not. But to get Pujols another ring there. Um, So, you know, I I think those things are, I think those things happen. I do think that there's some questionable who gets lottery picks, you know, in the NHL and and the NBA. Um, But, you know, to go that it's scripted, absolutely not.
1: Yeah, the draft lottery is rigged in the NHL. It's undoubtedly true. But uh, the week to week results of football. Yeah. uh... Yeah, probably not.
0: No, no, I, I mean, there's there's just no way um, I do think and I and this is another thing that I believe. I do believe that officiating across all sports it sucks, um, it is terrible. Um, but I do believe that there are agendas, we'll say, about, you know, how to how tightly or how loose to officiate a particular game or around a certain player. Um, you know, that was even documented in, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on the fucking ref's name in the NBA. Uh, but who basically, you know, he was going to call Allen Iverson for every palming violation, you know, despite every NBA player in the league doing it. Um, because they were told this is what you're supposed to do. Um, so you know, I, I, I do think there are certain things that the that sports across the board are gonna try to do to keep games tight. Especially now with betting. Um this person says if
1: Shane was gay and Dan was straight, who would your celebrity crushes be?
0: Uh Matthew Bomer, Guy from White Collar.
1: Um, Miri Reisinen, the Connecticut whale goaltender. Okay. Uh, Lauren Ridloff from the Eternals. I would learn sign language for her. (laughs) Smoke show. Um, hmm.
0: Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh
1: yeah. That's a good answer.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Jason Kelsey.
1: <laughs> You're getting into your bear phase over there.
0: Well, you know. Well, we've all been there. It's fine. He's got great <laughs> eyebrows. He does. One dude. of the things I appreciate most about Danny Daniels. Great eyebrows.
1: Hmm. I think, that's, I think there's the only two that I can... At least off the top of my head, I need to do some research on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Mary Ryson and Lauren Ridloff. There you go. Um, uh, Parson says Do you remember your first live sporting events? Um.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was confident. Well, I was trying to think. For like what ones came first but i'm like i don't recall what ones in what order they came but i recall like my first like my first nba game uh i sat behind the atlanta hawks bench at the spectrum uh and i was behind to kevin every time he would come to sit back on the bench so i couldn't see for <laughs> half the game um but it was it was so fucking cool because you could hear the way they talked. You could hear the way that the, the coaches talked to them. Um, you could hear in full swing Philadelphia chatter from, from fans. Um, so that was that was a really cool experience. That was uh, God, I've mid to late 90s, maybe for that. Um, my first hockey game. Uh, I believe it, it wasn't. I I think it was, I think it was in New York. I'm trying to. I was really young for that, like young, young. Um, But I know it was an away game, uh, and I know the Flyers lost because my dad was pissed. Um, But I can't recall too, too much about it other than not being, not being surrounded by Philadelphia fans. my first baseball game uh was uh it was at the vet um and it was against the mets we were in like the 600 level like it was so stupid <laughs> like my dad just like got some cheap tickets for like two bucks um and it was like one of those things where like do you remember watching florida marlin games when they were in florida And how they eventually started putting the tarps on the upper level. Uh. Because they're like, dude, just fucking don't. My dad (laughs) was like, we're gonna. So, like, (laughs) there's already only, like, 5,000 people in the fucking, at the vet at the time. And my dad was like, we're going to go to the highest section they let us go to. Um, So, I do remember that. Um, Like, we didn't have any concession stands open on that level. We didn't have any uh, uh, ushers or anything like that. Like, that's all very, very, like, distinctly clear to me. Um and then shockingly enough, actually for the Eagles, the first game I went to uh, I worked. Um this is when I was working for Sports Illustrated. So um but uh but that was during the uh Kevin Cobb uh Mike Vick era. So yeah.
1: I am thinking about the timing as well and in my mind baseball always came first and then it was hockey. But the more I think about this, hockey would have had to come first.
0: Yeah, so, I'm pretty sure hockey came first for me, too, because I don't have a clear enough memory.
1: Hockey was November of 2003? I would have been seven. It was a Flyers v. Wild game, and the Flyers won, and we were sitting not on ice level, but pretty close down behind Robert Esch. Um Which, uh, you know, ignited this lifelong fucking hellscape that we've been a part of ever since. (laughs) And uh, baseball was Phillies v. Padres during the inaugural season of Citizens Bank, which would have been, what, 2004? So hockey would have come first. yeah. Yeah. So I don't remember the outcome of that game. Um, But it was Phillies-Padres. Never been to an Eagles game. And I've been to a basketball game. Um, Iron Pigs was soon after they showed up here. Phantoms would have been twenty seventeen, maybe? Because it was a couple of years ago. It was a way for,
0: uh, for school. Oh, my God. I can't remember the dude's name. Who was the... Oh, my God. He was legitimately, from what I can recall anyway... Only with the Phantoms to fight. And he, it was... Who the fuck was it? Uh, oh, there was my God. At
1: least one or two of those every year.
0: Well... well Jordy Bellary the, was had, there right now. He had several years there. J. Um, Rose
1: Hill. No.
0: <laughs> I'm no. trying to think well, of
1: enforcers. I don't know. The HL is full of enforcers, especially over the years.
0: Yeah, I don't recall. But I do remember my first Phantoms game... Uh, seeing two fights from him uh, and both times uh, despite winning the fight his jersey was off he looked like sal fucking fasano <laughs> but i can't yeah i don't know i do have that distinct memory
1: um i'm sorry i'm uploading the other episode um, this person says dear flyerside chat <clears throat> i need your help I need your help. I'm scared to 69 with my partner. I'm afraid once we start, upon Pace style, a pompeii style volcanic eruption will happen, and in thousands of years, everyone will laugh at our undignified demise. How do I get over this fear?
0: First of all, that's a legitimate fear. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're laughing about. Do man.
1: you live that's... near a fucking volcano or something? It'd be like I'm afraid to go outside, about to get you know, eaten by a polar bear. Like I guess it's not impossible, but what in the fuck? If I don't live near, you know, the Arctic, then I won't get hit by a fucking polar bear.
0: <laughs> um, first of all, can, all right, let's talk about this one for a second because I don't know the logistics of it for you. Uh, it is a shit position, right? Yeah. Like I don't know a single person who's here for that like i just i can't be anybody's go-to fucking uh, move. it is weird though you know because you sit there and like my complaint has also been in part the complaints of of partners that i've had where you get so so my like naturally i like i sit there and and i am like a selfless partner So, you know, I want to make sure that you are thoroughly satisfied before we even consider what's going on with me. So, like... That really explains
1: the pajamas story the other
0: week. (laughs) Yeah. Well, fuck off. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, But, uh, you know, so, like, it takes me out. Like, they they could be sitting there, and it's ridiculous. Like, and I'm full. I, I acknowledge this. You know, it is for straight men it is an easier endeavor than what it is for straight women or gay men like you know we're sitting there and it's it's not as violent of an act like there's not as much going on so like I like I'll feel guilty if I'm sitting here putting all this effort into making sure that you know my partner is feeling great meanwhile they're just (laughs) choking for me to not care right like i feel like that's a that's just a really upsetting thing so like I, yeah i don't I, I just that 69 it just ain't it like it's just it's a i guess it's just a fun joke but it's so stupid it's so stupid <laughs>
1: okay the pompeii style explosion
0: that is funny, though. Um,
1: Pompeii style volcanic eruption will happen, and in thousands of years, everyone will laugh at our undignified demise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, though, but, like, how would you want to go? Like so, yeah, but, like, if if you were in a Pompeii, you know, because we've all seen the fucking, you know, dick-in-hand guy yeah. in Pompeii, and, like, that's, that's a rough one. That's, like, where you're sitting here like, oh, my God, it's my last day. Let me pull it one more time. That's a strange thought. Like, if anything, find anyone or any other object and fuck that. Like, it doesn't matter. You don't want to be the guy that's just dick in hand. You'd be
1: like Steve and fuck watermelons.
0: I, sure. Like, it, yeah. to me, that's an arguably better decision than sitting there and just wrapping the old hand around it. It's just that, it, that, that just ain't it for me. But, like, if you had to go, if you knew it was happening and, and however and whatever you were doing, however you looked, whatever you were doing, it was your final pose for all textbooked eternity. How would you want to go? Because hmm. I know my answer.
1: I don't know. Funny because I feel like a 69 position would be funny in a situation like that versus, you know, something that keeps this guy up at night.
0: I. It would be funny. Hmm. What's your answer? I would want to be arm in arm with you in our Borats (laughs) holding a fried chicken cheeseburger.
1: Yeah, you got it right.
0: And just smiling. Like, I would want them to see the outskirts of the burger because we believe that would definitely survive a Pompeii, yeah, Pompeii like experience. Absolutely. But then they'd have to sit there and they'd have to look at our dusty units. After the fact, could you imagine being the archaeologist that sits there and they're like, they got the paintbrush out. They're trying to figure out what's what's beneath all the rock <laughs> and they get to dick and they're just like, huh? huh, That's a dick and ball bag right in front of us. That's two dick and ball bags right in front of these guys are wearing a borat. <laughs> I think I put it in the fucking Louvre, man. Hmm.
1: Um, this person says, licking concrete is filled with vitamins and minerals.
0: No. <laughs> nope. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Right. That can't. Hmm. I was listening to
1: a show, um, an old flyer chat from right around the time we started doing these. And we got a question about what flavor of mint did we like the most. And I ranted and raved about how that was such a stupid question and people are abusing this text line. Boy, if I only knew what the fuck was coming over the next handful of years. Did we both say Spearmint? I think so. I don't know. I don't need to listen to it for a third time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can't recall. Make sure the episode hell you uploaded do. properly. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were literally pulling it up right now like you knew, and I was like, that's fucking impressive. He knows the exact second mark of everything we've ever said. No.
1: You know what's funny? In all the listening back to this show, I have never stumbled across the episode where you broke your cock. That had to be a lot earlier than I fucking thought it was, because I, I've, I've listened to this show back from at least the teen's mm-hmm. It never came across it. So it had to be a lot earlier in
0: the you know, I timeline here that I remember. Uh... In like June or July.
1: It was in the summer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think it was a June or July, but I think it was like 2020.
1: Yeah, it must have been.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Back when I used to be able to comfortably fuck on a couch.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, I just my fucking fucking goddamn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh...
1: <laughs> this person uh, says, "What recipe do you have that sounds totally crazy, but the flavors work well?"
0: I feel like we've gotten asked this question before. Um, I don't think I had an answer for it then either. Um, hmm. There
1: was one time, and I've never made it again since. Um, but there was—I had a pork roast crockpot recipe that, and I don't remember all the ingredients, but it was based with. Um, uh, the 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 ingredients were based on French onion soup and cranberries. Oh, and it was fun. I mean, it wasn't. Like, you know, I've never made it again since, but I didn't. You know, dislike it at the time. French onion soup is a fucking killer Great. little uh thing there. If mm-hmm. you ever, I used to uh, make little like personal meatloafs, and then you sear them in a pan with French onion soup.
0: Oh or, wow! Oh yeah. Eh,
1: let them simmer in there for a little while. Yeah.
0: Get a little caramelization on that. Yeah. That sounds good. I haven't made I'm a that in while
1: either. I gotta try that again sometime.
0: Um hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I, I just always do things that make sense. <laughs> um, in terms of cooking. I was gonna say. Lord hmm. knows I've got other other things that certainly do not, but um yeah, I don't, that's an interesting question. I'm going to keep thinking on that, and if I think of something throughout the rest of this second recording here, I'll, uh, I'll give an answer. Otherwise, I, I think I'm just going to have to start experimenting with weird shit just to see.
1: Uh, this person says, when on vacation, do you like to take many trips and see the area, or do you like to sit back and relax?
0: Oh, that's, a, that's always going to change. Um, And I actually think this is a really important conversation to have for everyone. And if you're going to vacation with another person, Um, there are times where you have been working your ass off. You're extremely stressed. And the last thing you want to do is go to a place like Disney World to unwind. Like you go to Disney World to be active. You go to Disney World to get as much stuff in as you can Go to all these different parks. Go to Downtown Disney or whatever they're calling it now. You want to do all those different things. That's not like a okay. I feel relaxed and this is what I needed. Um, you know. So for me, it's it's always going to be dependent upon that. You know, like, and I think that's the really hard thing about traveling, like a planned travel. I'm a big spontaneous guy, um, which Stephanie is not, and that's a real fucking wedge in our relationship. Um, but for me, you know, I know when I'm kind of at my end and I'm like, I need, like, I need to go find like a cabin in the woods somewhere, just bring a couple books, no cell phones, and just like really decompress, really just relax. Um, I know when we've been in a rut sexually and I'm like, we just need to pick the most expensive hotel room we can around us. And we are just going to fuck for 72 hours. Like that is what our goal is. I know when I need that. I also know when like I've gotten real stagnant at home and gotten real routine and just I'm not feeling vibrant and, and lively, you know, and it's like, okay, hey, like we're going to go explore a new city or a new town and we're going go to go go do something. I always know when I hit those points. And I think it's really hard when you're with someone I know from personal experience. It's really hard when you're with someone that doesn't align in those ways. Um So to answer this question, uh, I think one, know for yourself what you need Two, know how to communicate that with somebody else, because if you're going to travel with someone, it's really difficult to go someplace that one person may find relaxing and the other person's like, dude, we're going to go do every single thing that this Island has to offer. And maybe that's not what you needed. So, um, so yeah playing both sides of the fence there what do you got there
1: i think it makes sense if you're going to Disneyland, you're not going there to relax you know yeah. there are, there are certain scenarios like that um for me a vacation is going to the beach laying on the beach for 10 hours a day coming home taking a shower going to the boardwalk coming back masturbating and going to bed that's sure. that, that's it that's you know, that's what i deem a vacation um we have a sister school in delaware um, that I travel to every now and again for, for work that I call a vacation, you know, because it's getting the fuck out of the house for, you know, three or four days, sure. but uh, it's work, you know, um, yeah, you know, depending on what you're doing, if I'm flying to fucking Hawaii, I'm going to say i on a beach. I'm not going to go, you know, climbing volcanoes to get frozen in time on a 69 position, you know, uh, that, that, that's that's my <laughs> idea of a vacation is relaxing, um, but, you know, there are certain situations, you know, if you go to Chicago or something, you know, on a eh, getaway, you know, you scene out. Go, yeah, go see what the fuck's out there. Um, yeah. So it, it's not one or the other. It's not a defined answer to that.
0: Good question, though.
1: <clears throat> this person says, what is the flyer side chat intro music called? I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head, but all my the files are saved on my old laptop, so I could look it up if you really must know. Um, <laughs> it came from the Free Music Archive, which is a great royalty-free music site. That's where I found the Christmas show intro as well. It's where all the old intros used to come um, before we got Light the Lamp involved, um, who does most of our current themes now. Um But all the old, the the fucking old Flyers AD, Man in the Box knockoff is that one. (laughs) That was a free music song. All the old brotherly pod intros for for the long time listeners that remember the season one and two stuff. Yeah, all that stuff came from uh, Free Music Archive. So if you really wanted to, you can probably check on there. It would be either under instrumental or country or, you know, whatever the fuck. Um, Play around and listen to some stuff. That would be it. Um, I could get the, the real name, though, if you want to reach out to me on Twitter with the same question. And uh can get you the the real answer, but yeah not sure the intro the the uh warning intro that is a uh what you're about to hear, yeah, what you're about to hear, what you're about to see is violent or whatever the fuck. I don't even know what the have listened to this show ten million times. I have no idea what it says, but um, that is the intro to a body count song, so you gonna uh, check that out as well, um. This person says, what laws have you broken? Like today or? (laughs) Right? (laughs) All time. I think I sped a couple times today.
0: Yeah, right. Um, Yeah, I don't know.
1: I'm not going to answer that question. (laughs) What a fucking narc.
0: You a cop? (laughs)
1: Uh, This person says, Backstreet Boys are in sync.
0: Uh, Backstreet Boys. The
1: real answer is O-Town. They were the best boy band. (laughs) Look at me like that. I'm going to look at you. (laughs) Uh, This person says, just wanted to double check and make sure that Shane still was not a flat earther. (sighs)
0: Thanks for bringing it back. And I'm still not. We had a week off, so. Glad he came back. That's true. Yeah.
1: Uh, this person says, "Does Shane hit the gritty after something positive?" No. Bold of you to assume anything positive happens to Shane.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't say if you're a listener to the show, I I don't. I don't know how you. The lady out. That would be. That would be pretty awesome. I can't imagine if you were to be that cleaner and see the like if I left the door open and hit the gritty to leave and then kick the door closed on my last kick like that would that would have to be the worst moment of your life to be like this guy really hit the gritty just to kick me out um but uh no i don't i don't uh i've actually never even attempted the gritty so we've talked about this before but i can actually dance um which is funny i am like attempting to teach stephanie how to dance because she just can't um but uh so it is weird that I haven't attempted. You know, I've never attempted a single like TikTok dance or like athlete dance uh, of any kind. I've just never. I've never watched something on any like media, social media thing, see it stream, be like, I got to teach myself that. I'm always like, just fuck off. So I don't. I, th- I think that for my personal brand, I'd have to be like, I'm gonna pass.
1: What qualities do you think makes a good leader?
0: Oh, um, boy, we got a serious question today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I, I think communication is the biggest thing for anything. Um, you know, understanding or doing your best to understand, uh, your team, um, giving them a space that makes them feel safe enough to be honest with you to help that understanding process. Um, you know, I, I think, uh. You know, there's certainly a, the the whole crowd that says lead by example and 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 things like that. I, you know, I think it's just the person who sits there and and makes every single person around them the absolute best version of themselves uh, and encourages them to do that, um, is is one of the biggest things you can do uh, as as a leader. Um, you know, I've been you know captains of of most sports teams I've been on, and that's always been the thing that's been the most success to me. You know, it's um, making people feel comfortable around you. Um, and, uh, and just helping, helping them elevate whatever their craft may be.
1: Um, the go-to answer there is lead by example. Cause I just think there have been too many people I've worked for that are yeah. lazy pieces of shit. And, yep. you know, I, I had the warehouse gig there for a while out of college that was fucking surrounded by people that didn't do shit all day long. You know, here I am, yep. 22 at the time. You know, fucking, here <laughs> working my ass off these people. It just always drove me nuts. You know, one of the uh, things that ultimately led up to the well, I quit in in blaze of glory that day. But one of the very last things that kind of straw that broke the camel's back was there was always a job that I was put on there, a packing job. And I was moved off of that for somebody else who did not know what she was doing. And then the supervisor went to lunch for fucking 40 minutes. So she came, the coworker came back to get me to help her. And then I got in trouble for helping her because I was away from my station. So it's like you left somebody there that didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Oh, it drove me nuts. But, yeah, you know, and that goes for the flyers, you know, c- coverage as well. You know, I, the last flyer site I worked for, the guy wanted something every two weeks, but he himself never did anything. That fucking drove me nuts. You know, so I, when I do my own site here, I'm not going to ask my people to write for me and then me not do anything in charge. I'm going to be the one writing five things a fucking week and, you know, asking them to then match my, you know, workload, which nobody fucking does. because Whatever. That's all different can of worms. But... <laughs> You know, but as a teacher who is now with, you know, younger kids, they're all in their, you know, early mid-teens at this point. um, But I I do think kind of learning to figure out what works best for individual people um, is, is absolutely the right answer to that. You know, there are people that I can take more of a tough love approach with and, and you know, kind of take that uh, approach and they respond to it great. But there are people that don't, you know, and, and you need to, yep. to approach that um, with a little more care, a little more sensitivity, you know, and, and kind of mold to what it's going to take to get them to be better. Um, so, yeah, there, there's two, two very different answers there, but it, I think it does depend on, uh, you know, the field of work in the field of leadership that you're taking up, um, yeah, to match something like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, u- ultimately it's, um, you know, like I said, it's, it truly is understanding your, your personnel, um, and, you know, or, or, you know, whomever you're leading, you know, whatever that, you know, definition may be. Um, and I, I, it's a, a very personalized approach, you know, it's, you know, Going out there and making sure, like Dan said, you know, if, if you have someone that you can be a little harsher with at times, that's great. Uh, if that works, you know, if there's someone that you really got to kind of kid glove, you know, you do that if, if need be. Um, you know, but ultimately, I, th- I think what, you know, what it really comes down to is communication, consistency um, and making sure that there is a mutual respect. Um, so but yeah, great question here for that.
1: Uh, this person says, Is Shane a fan of Pogo Sticks? He looks like a guy who's a fan of Pogo Sticks. <laughs> that do, they face. Still, do they still make Pogo Sticks? I don't know. I thought they stopped in, you know, the early thousands. Uh, the late 90s,
0: maybe. I feel like it's like... This is going to be a weird thing to say, but I feel like it's like almost too sexual for kids. How do you use a Pogo stick? But that. But So, if I'm remembering the use of this particular childhood toy appropriately it is just a spring loaded it looks like a crutch right yeah and it has the springs at the bottom and you jump yeah and this. yeah there's no way to hold that thing that doesn't put your butt in the air in a particular way that's basically just teaching you how to sit there <laughs> and hop up and down on a unit like i feel like in the oversexualization of everything now I'm surprised there hasn't been a pogo sex sex toy created that has just one extra element to it that along with the spring is like an L pipe that is attached to a dildo. It's the same thing. Is it? I assume. (laughs) I know when Steph's throwing it back on me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I know. I legitimately didn't know that. No, I'm not a pogo stick guy. By the way, <laughs> look like a guy. Thanks for bringing that back. Hmm. Um, just one of these times, I want someone to say I look like a guy, and for me to be like, I am that guy. And it just hasn't happened yet. And that's really my favorite
1: upsetting. part of the look like a guy thing. It's one guy who talks about the flat Earth and whatnot. One guy who's been doing it since November. These are different people that ask the Shane looks like a guy questions every time. It's not the same fucking Very person that asks those stuff. questions. <laughs> That's
0: awesome.
1: (sighs) Uh, This person says, are there one hole or two in a straw? What? How many holes does a straw have? One or two? I've never thought about that. (laughs)
0: Oh, this is upsetting. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think of it in various ways. Like, if you were to say that there's one, one hole in the straw, that also means there's one hole in a tunnel.
1: It is just one, though.
0: Is it? I mean, it's not two, it's one... I know it's one path, it's one thing, but when you close that up on one side, there's still a hole to access on the other side.
1: But it's not closed up on one side. It's a straw. You're you're oh. bringing in exterior problems
0: here. Hold on. All right. Eh. Can't fucking reach. All right, nailed it. All right. Pretend this is a large straw. He's holding a uh, pool cube, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. If I am to close off this side, so water cannot or liquid cannot escape through this side, it can still enter in through this side. So by nature, that would be two holes. However, when I look at a straw, because if it's one area of access, it should be one. I don't understand the question as presented. (laughs) (laughs) This is a really upsetting thing right now. This could be so many. I don't. This is stupid. What's the answer? Is there an answer? There's got to be an answer.
1: I mean, I could Google it.
0: Don't. I don't know. I don't want to know. Am I wrong? Tell me what the answer is, Dan.
1: How many holes are.
0: It's got to be one
1: in a straw. A straw is the product of a unit circle and an interval. The interval is the length of the straw. The circle has one hole, and the interval has no holes. Therefore, a straw has a single hole. Yeah, fucking
0: nailed it. <laughs> Got it. All right, we're good. You can move on to the next question. <laughs> I just needed to make sure. So you can sleep at night. Uh, yeah, it was really upsetting. <laughs> uh, Spurs says,
1: Four Side chat! <clears throat> With Snacker the Shark somewhere off eating naked chicks and small boys in inner tubes, you decide to. <laughs> <That> face. <coughs> you decide to ignore that lawsuit and try to find that jiggy as you search the beautiful beaches of Treasure Trove Cove, you hear someone crying in the distance. You think to yourself, did someone just relive the last ten years of Flyers fandom on a whim, or were they told that for the tenth time in the last ten years that the Flyers are only two or three years away from being two or three years away? Uh, you walk to the source of the sound and see that the crying is coming from a giant hippo dressed as a pirate, but like one of those outfits you would find at the Spirit Halloween store. No, this fat crying hippo isn't Shane!
0: Fuck off! <laughs> this one giant setup to sit there and call me that? Oh, my God. (laughs) Fat, crying hippo. Uh, It's Captain Blubber of
1: the SS Blowhole. Do you approach the blubbering hippo in hopes uh, you can console him, or do you let him cry by himself, probably thinking about being a Flyers fan, or maybe even those last two seasons of Game of Thrones?
0: You know, I would have answered this question totally differently had you not (laughs) thrown my name in there. As a possible comparison. But no, I'd leave his ass to cry or her ass to cry. I don't want to see the hippo version of myself. What if it looks too much like me?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, this person says, hey, guys,
1: I have two quick questions for you. They are actually hockey related, so I hope you don't mind. I kind of do, actually. First question. Since the greatest professional hockey club in Pennsylvania, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms are currently in the midst of a potential playoff run and arguably have their strongest roster since 2017-18, who of the current stars do you expect to be playing in Lehigh next year? Uh, It's season ticket renewal time. I will be renewing. But uh, I want to know what you guys think I can look forward to watching in person for another season before they get called up to the big club uh, and their dreams are crushed. Wait, I mean dreams are fulfilled. Ha, 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 ha. I got a piece coming out tomorrow, which is Tuesday. I don't know when the show's going up. So, Tuesday, um, looking at what the Flyers roster is going to look like when they ultimately refuse to make any outside additions. And the oh. conclusion I came to is there is a shit ton of people in this fucking organization right now that can reasonably make the NHL next year. And if they don't do anything, then not everybody's going to. Um, I don't know who of this current bunch ends up making it or not. Um, you know, Lexell and Desnoyers, Brink, you know, Forrester, those are all guys that could very reasonably be in the NHL next year, as is Zamula and Adderd. So, you know, the next crop, I, I, it sounds like uh, Amil Andre is going to come over, who's a left shot D, Ethan Samson's going to make the jump to the professional level, and he's a right shot, so you may have your new top pair there, um... You know, beyond that, I don't know. Maybe Goatee starts in the AHL. I, I still think it's unlikely, but it's possible. Um, I, I, I honestly don't know who is going to be. Uh, what the AHL roster is going to look like next year until the offseason comes around. Um, you know, if they sell off Hayes for draft picks and Provorov for draft picks and Connecting for draft picks and then all of a sudden the roster spots start opening up, you know, you, it may be a, re- a relatively shallow year for the Phantoms, at least that I could think. Again, I would need to look at some of these draft classes and see who the hell's going to make the jump in and what's exactly going on there. But I'm not sure what it is, uh, what it is you're going to be seeing next year in Lehigh. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's still a fun experience. You should re up your tickets. I'm going to eventually. I've actually have not gotten around to that yet. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it should be a good year. I think at least defensively, you should have some some names there that are going to be more likely guaranteed to make the roster. But I'm, I'm not sure what the forward group is going to look like. And you know, like I said, probably won't have clarity on that until um, until the off season kind of gets around and the moves are made or lack thereof um, to to, to kind of get an idea what what that may look like.
0: I'm always interested to see. I mean, it it sucks that you know that this is still going to be just a, a a ship with a massive hole in the bottom of it. Like you're still just going to be throwing out water, hoping to survive. Um, but uh, but I really am always interested to see the first you know twenty games or, or so where guys do inevitably get a couple call ups. They do get a little bit of a shot there somebody will break out of camp as someone who you know makes this roster that whether it was unexpected or you know kind of an outside chance of sorts um
1: <laughs> what keep, fucking crazy timing for this next part of this question okay continue
0: just just keep deep breathing sir um but what is always interesting to me is to see how a player's overall play translates to a faster game. So like, I, I always use the Obi Kubel thing of saying, uh, you know, like that was a guy who at the time of his call up before he kind of honestly was the most consistent flyer, uh, cause it was around the holiday break a couple of years ago. Um, he wasn't playing overly great hockey at Lehigh. He was just kind of there was
1: atrocious in Lehigh, you know,
0: and then all of a sudden he comes up and, and for whatever reason, It just elevated him that time. And like I said, he became the most consistent flyer. That was a fun thing to watch for me. Um, You know, I felt like I learned more about who he is and was as a player. Um, You know, there are, you know, I I take a look at um, if somebody watched me play basketball today with four guys. You would think you look like
1: that DJ Khaled
0: picture. Just a bit. Thank you for that you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if someone was to watch me play basketball now with four other guys who haven't played in four years, I would look like a very different player versus playing with four other guys who are equal to or better than my ability on the basketball court. Some guys just need to play and be surrounded by better talent and a faster game. They just work at a different clip, and I'm always interested to see who that may be coming out of any type of uh, minor league system or prospect system, regardless of sport. So we'll see. And
1: it's the same and that's reason why I don't pay attention to anything pre-AHL, because I don't give a shit what you do in juniors. It all matters what happens when you look like when you get to the AHL. Like Morgan Frost, two-point-per-game guy, and he's a worthless piece of fucking shit hockey player with the Phantoms, because it doesn't matter what happens <laughs> in juniors. Uh, second question, Andrei Svechnikov, greatest skater, uh, greatest skater or the greatest skater? Uh, spoiler alert: The NHL has already answered this question when he was awarded fastest skater during the All-Star Game skills competition. See attached photo and image of him skating straight into your heart, Dan. You know it's true. Bonus round: Do you know where I can score some heroin? It's for medical use. I swear. We just fucking talked about. <laughs> what are the Holy- fucking odds? Shane knows somebody that can okay up with some heroin.
0: <laughs> Low. The person who asked this particular question was the was the friend that I was giving the light version of this story to who had mentioned who calls it heroin. Uh so or at least I assume. Otherwise, yeah. Two heroin references and two shows is eesh. But uh that is that's funny. I do not know where you can score heroin, but I know a, I know a person who knows.
1: I used person. to know a guy, but I don't. It's been a while. Um, they had Go Birds and the picture of a Cover. You're gonna give me a million dollars to tell you he won the fucking fastest skater, and I would not have been able to tell you. Um, all I remember is that Kale McCarr wiped out, and it was the only thing I uh, saw. But uh, yeah. it's a good thing we fucking separated this episode because we just killed another fifty-three minutes <laughs> answering questions. As <this> we, <laughs> pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, we got some some actual good questions this week.
0: No, it was great. Um, And look, I mean, I I like the ridiculous questions as much as the next guy. Um, But uh, I do have fun answering some of the more serious ones as well. Things that make you genuinely think. Things that might actually legitimately be applicable to someone's real life work or life in general. Um, You know makes me feel good that I'm not just making you laugh. We're not just making you laugh. We can offer a bit of insight into something else and you kind of take that for what it is.
1: So there we go, everyone. Two full hours of Flyerside Chat this week. (laughs) I hope that guy (laughs) that left a one-star review is still listening to these shows regularly and he's going to be so fucking angry when two episodes of Flyerside Chat show up on the the fucking thread. She's going to listen
0: and he's going to listen to our answer about leadership and he's going to be like, it's all a bit. These are really <laughs> smart guys. Good. <laughs> oh, Dax it.
1: Anything yep. else you want to get off your big fat chest before we? Uh...
0: Hey, my big fat chest is slightly less big fat because Steph can fully hug me now.
1: You're like a C cup now instead of your perky D's.
0: Mm, still still in that D range. Hmm. Yeah. I
1: even still. tried to be nice that time.
0: Well, you know. You shot yourself I mean, I have, down there. That wasn't have to me. really – oh, my God. So <laughs> my buddy – I don't know why. So this is – it just brought up a memory about D-Cups. So my buddy's wife, uh, you know, she was sitting there. They were talking about bra size for something. And, you know, she had mentioned how she's a double D. And he was like, you are not a double D, as if he would know, like, what – like, th- that he would know better than her, you know, the person who dons the Ds. Uh, like, it, it just didn't make sense. And he was sitting there, and she was like, do you not know that it's not just, like, the size of, like, the cup itself? But, like, how much... Because she's she's got, like, a, a wider, uh, like, chest area or, or whatever, just in general. And she's she's tall, so... She's like model tall. So she's like, yeah, I might probably be more like a D, maybe like a really full C. She's like, but this. And she sits there and she's like trying to explain it. And he goes, yeah, I'm just not I'm just not seeing it he goes, you're you're just he goes, don't don't get me wrong. He's arguing with his wife about it or fits just in front <laughs> of all of us. And she's finally just like. Do you think this bra fits me? She just takes off her shirt. And he's just like, yeah, yes, it fits you. I get it. And she goes, what size is it? Snaps it off and throws it at him. And now we just have our, my buddy's just now topless wife sitting there like she just won a fucking award because he was like, it's a double D. <laughs> Weirdest fucking scenario. Hmm, so okay. strange.
1: Okay. Great rack. I made Dan the Flyer fan's world-famous mac and cheese uh, yesterday and forgot to salt the fucking water. Ah. You know, I have had... That is week- one thing I think in the kitchen I'm most guilty of doing is forgetting to salt the fucking water when I make pasta. Just regularly forget to do that. It drives me nuts. I'm always there? making something else when I do it. That's the problem.
0: And well, it slips my yeah, mind to put the fucking
1: salt in. Ah.
0: There are people man who who swear that doesn't make a difference and I'm like how? How? Like you how? how? One, it speeds up the boiling process for the water itself. Um two, like you can absolutely tell if something significantly has not different. Been seasoned. Flavor. Yeah. It's blows my mind that people don't understand that, but whatever. I mean, you know, to each their own. Fine. They want to eat some bland ass pasta. People suck.
1: So I tried to compensate by putting a bunch of salt in the cheese. and
0: You know, you can just use, like, because <laughs> you use multiple kinds of cheese, right? Yes. Yeah, so you can, like, throw, like, a bunch of grated Parmesan cheese in there as opposed to just throwing straight salt. You can just use a saltier cheese. That does help.
1: Mm. I mean, it... it, it... It added the salty thing you were looking for, but it's just not the same. No, it, the it isn't. Same.
0: Yeah, no question. <sighs> that,
1: one, that, one really, that one really hurt. I haven't broke out that mac and cheese recipe in
0: a while now. Um, <sighs> Sorry, man. Dude, so we, had, uh, we went to Stephanie's brother and his girlfriend's house, uh, and he had made ziti, which... I, like, I will eat anything Italian. I am here for it, like, all the time. He doesn't really cook, but it was, it was delicious. It was great. Um, so he, like myself, like, we both really like hot sauce. Um, and he has a bunch of different, like, kinds of hot sauce, right? So talking about pasta and stuff. You know, so I'm sitting here with this bowl of ziti. You know, all four of us were sitting there. We all had the same sized helping of ziti. Now I, I'm a slow masticator, right? We've talked about this, that I, I, I eat slow. Um, and you know, I'm sitting there, everyone else finishes their first bowl before I do. Uh, and I'm like, you know, and then he, then he does the worst thing. I'm to the very last bite of my first bowl. And because I do eat slow, I do genuinely, like I get full and don't really overeat despite this. Uh, this is just malfunctioned by the universe. I'm convinced. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, so this happens, you know, and I'm full and he brings out this like habanero type of hot sauce and he goes, it's not super spicy. He goes, but it's, it's really good. And he goes, especially if you use it on stuff like pasta and like red sauce, he goes, it just adds a little bit. And I'm like, okay, now it wasn't super spicy. Like it wasn't like an uncomfortable heat. It was, it did add a really nice flavor dimension to it. Really, really fucking enjoyed it. The problem was if it eclipses a certain type of heat for hot sauces, I pretty much just instantly need to take a shit. And I am only a home base guy, I do not deviate. He lives an hour and 15 minutes away from me, he lives up past you. We ate first. Then we played games. The whole night they were sitting there asking whose stomach was making noise. And we're all like, Yeah, who's making noise? I thought I was gonna die. We got into the car, it rumbled again, and Steph goes, <laughs> It was you and I'm like, We gotta get home. And she's like, Why don't you just use their bathroom? I'm like, I am not using a their uh, no. You can't unless you're not. the your
1: house like, cleaning lady, you can't just go in there and blow somebody else's bathroom to smithereens like
0: Dude. I still can't believe she took a shit in my house. <laughs> Which again, like I'm not I'm not an asshole, right? Like obviously when some like certain people are more comfortable taking, you know, utilizing a public restroom or a client it. restroom, Ugh. it's to me I can't do it. I, can't but do I, it. I know no. other people have no issue. Um and like yeah, if you're that person who doesn't have an issue, like it probably isn't uncommon for you to be like, "Oh, well, I am going to use the restroom that's here. I'm not going to like wait to go home." If I'm doing a three hour cleaning job, like no question, but whatever. I can't be that person. I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and ruin my insides. I am clenching this man. Steph put on like some sort of uh, like 90s, 2000s, like music mix. And I was a little too into it, man. I'm sitting there. We're driving. We're dancing and singing (laughs) on the way home. And all of a sudden I felt it like creeping up on me. And like you tighten your whole body up. And I was in the middle of, like, just totally rocking out with her and, you know, on the drive home, which was at per- first a thorough distraction. And then it came to this point where I was just <laughs> – and I was driving, like, leaning forward in the in the car uh, in my seat. And she's like, are you OK? I'm like, great. <laughs> and she's like, how much longer until we get home? I was like, don't ask that question. Don't ask that question. And she looks at the maps and she's just like, oh, God, we still have 25 minutes. And I'm like, "God." Oh. Oh, God. man, when I tell you when we got home, it is the fastest I have ever moved <laughs> in my life at my size with my jacked up Achilles, with my knees, my hips. All of it. I got up the half flight of stairs, up the next half flight of stairs, up the full flight of stairs into the side hallway restroom, which is my home base. Woo! let me tell you, sir. It was close. <laughs> we just made it. Sure, that was a glorious sight. it up the stairs, clean as a whistle, penguin man. Eh. Dude, no, I just full on sprinted and hoped for the best.
1: <laughs> what a risk!
0: Do you not do that?
1: In the times that has happened, you still got to maintain some control down there. I'm not taking the risk of shitting up the stairs or anything like that.
0: Dude, I was full on like you. You see people training. On like (laughs) staircases at high schools at like the football stadium. That's how I was running up my steps. There was there was no clench. There was just we are going to be the flash. We are getting there. I was just worried about getting there. That was it. Maybe I just got more control than you, sir. It's cavernous over there for you. Risk
1: your lifestyle. That's Hopefully. true. You may have more, you know, sphincter uh, cleansing, uh, closing it's ability than, uh, than I at this point. Very true.
0: You know, there was a show on like <laughs> channel 22, uh, the Skinamax channel growing up where I lived. Uh, so like you had to watch it through the wavy lines, So all of us 10 year olds thought we were like doing some bad shit watching this like soft core, non penetrable fucking porn Uh, And one of the porn stars was sitting there saying how anal ruined her life and how she can't like like she just can't control poop anymore. And I'm like, that seems fake at 10 years old. I was sitting here just being like, that just doesn't (laughs) seem right. (laughs) I was like, it just feels like it would retract. I was like, I've had some pretty big movements as a 10 year old and I'm still pretty okay. Like I just I couldn't fathom what it was like.
1: Probably good most of the time, unless you're into some super fucking, you know, fisting, all, you know, 24 7 kind of thing. And uh, that may ruin your ass, but, you know.
0: I'm sure in some capacity something's happening, but I don't know. One of my, one of my buddies, uh, his boyfriend at the time, uh, well, they had broken up, and, you know, we were just, you know, we were talking, we were catching up about it, and just in general, he was making sure he was doing okay because they were together for a while. And, You know, and like I just remember he was just like, man, on the real, his dick was just too big. Like there was just no way that we could sit there and like have a normal relationship in terms of like how frequent their sex life would happen in that capacity. He was like, that just wasn't happening. And I was just sitting here and I was like, I don't think there's been a woman in my life that has ever looked at my unit and been like, nah, we like I am built for regular use, (laughs) Dan. Like no one's ever had that conversation about me. I've never broken up with someone and then they had that conversation of like we couldn't have enough sex because it was just too big. No. I am just built for standard everyday use. I am not a novelty de- I am not a novelty cock. Like I am not I am not gonna strip for you at your at your bachelorette parties. If I did, they would be like, you look just like my husband. I'd be like, I know. There's nothing going on. I'm not a novelty cock. I am built for everyday use. Okay.
1: Who in their right fucking mind would get you to strip at their bachelor party? We're looking for that hippo in a fucking pirate costume. God from damn the it, story. Dan. Fuck.
0: <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Dan. Dan, 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 dan. Same. Here's the thing. In my younger years, I've already mentioned I've always been able to dance, and I was built like an actual athlete for most of my life. I have I am no stranger to stripping for people. And I never got any complaints. I got some confused looks because I'm average. but no complaints. Like people would look at me and they'd be like, yeah, the body's fine. But like, it's weird that you're as confident as you are when you're just as regular as you are, (laughs) but it didn't matter. (laughs) (sighs) Can't believe you just, I'm determined. You know what? I don't even want to lose weight for stuff. I don't want to lose weight for myself, for my heart, nothing. I want to lose weight. So one day I sit in front of this camera and Dan, I just, hear your erection at the table. You're like You are a thin motherfucker. That's it.
1: I'm glad it only took four years of uh, calling you completely disgusting to be like, you know what? This is the time when it went too far. That's it. That's All
0: right. it. It works eventually. Bullying works, everyone. Yeah, hey, you heard it here first. Yeah. These American kids are too soft. There was
1: the uh, one time I told you to eat lipo and you get real angry at me. But like now with the wedding only like a month away,
0: you should reconsider really consider lipo. Yeah, but, like, don't you bruise after that? Like, if I got it now, like, could you imagine if I got lipo, like, in all, all these visible areas, and I just had, like, a fully, like, <laughs> black and blue neck? And would be like, what the fuck happened? I'd be like, tried to get thin for the wedding.
1: I <laughs> sucked 400 pounds of fat out of my neck to get ready for this wedding, and didn't go well. No. Could wear, like, a handkerchief or something.
0: like an ascot sure no 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 i um it is crazy like i you know i sat there with steph like whatever we got like uh i think we got engaged like two years ago year and a half maybe i don't know whatever it was um and like i i I told her because at that point right i was like feel like I'm gaining a little bit of weight I got to get rid of this stuff right and all I did was gain 30 pounds I knew and I just kept looking at it and I was like oh we're not getting married for another year and a half two years I got time I'm in my 30s now you don't got time it's it takes forever very upsetting stuff man very upsetting stuff You know, you've always wanted to sit on a frequent
1: flyer recording. I mean, we're basically, we've sat here for two hours now. Over two hours. Oh, yeah. We're well into the second one hour and ten minutes into the second recording. This is what it's like, except we talk a little more hockey than, you know, how bulbous you
0: are. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know that I can make four hours of that go. Eventually, <laughs> I would just be like, I gotta go. <laughs> Spirits broke for the night. Yeah. That's it. I would just cry.
1: Yeah, but this is uh, very similar to frequent flyer.
0: No, I dig it. I, I I don't, like I said before, like, I, I do think it's a, <clears throat> so long as there's stuff to talk about, right? Like we had, we had, you know, our stories on the front end, in the first show, and then we had, we answered a bunch of We uh, consider bullshit
1: for four hours about random shit, about uh, life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, as long as it's uh the conversation's moving, man, it's, this is a good time. Like, this is uh this is a quality Monday You evening. want to make everyone really mad
1: or record a third episode of this week? <laughs>
0: I do feel like if we sat there, like, <laughs> all right, here's the thing. I feel like to trip people out, you we should record a third one that just starts with the, you know, ah, whatever. And then just let your recorder go in the background for like three hours and then come back <laughs> and hit cancel. Not mm-hmm. cancel, but like stop. So that way they think we recorded a three-hour third episode. And they'd be like, what the fuck? Like, especially one star over there. You'd yeah. be like, God damn it again.
1: <laughs> Cancel every other show this week, and it's just
0: a full That's week it. of Flyerside Chat. Every day. <laughs> oh
1: god. Well, um, I've never had to close two shows in the same night before. At uh, the flyer fan, at brotherly pocket, brotherly underscore pot. <laughs> My voice is doing pretty good. This is the first time I had a serious cough like that. Still right. through two hours. Um. Yeah. Uh. I don't know what day this is going up, so I don't know what the fucking schedule looks like. But you know, we'll be back with more content in the near future. With a show of a, you know, with with co-hosts stuff it's, you know written words on the website as well you can check all that out um shane!
0: you guys can get me on twitter it's at shane underscore mead uh thank you again for all the questions as always um and again good good mix of questions this week we got some ridiculous stuff that we love you know we also got some other things that made us kind of critically think which i always appreciate so um and we got a, got some hockey stuff in there too so we you know we got the best of all three worlds uh, but yeah, continue to text in 267 227 0328. And then and I'll continue to answer your questions. All right,
1: everyone, well, until next time, goodbye and
0: good night.